0: Chapter One of Jack and Jill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jack and Jill by Louisa May Alcott. Chapter One The Catastrophe Jack and Jill went up the hill to coast with fun and laughter. Jack fell down and broke his crown and jill came tumbling after claire was the general cry on a bright december afternoon when all the boys and girls of harmony village were out enjoying the first good snow of the season up and down three long coasts they went as fast as legs and sleds could carry them one smooth path led into the meadow and here the little folk congregated one swept across the pond where skaters were darting about like water-bugs and the third from the very top of the steep hill ended abruptly at a rail fence on the high bank above the road there was a group of lads and lasses sitting or leaning on this fence to rest after an exciting race and as they reposed they amused themselves with criticizing their mates still absorbed in this most delightful of outdoor sports here comes frank Mino, looking as solemn as a judge cried one as a tall fellow of sixteen spun by with a set look about the mouth and a keen sparkle of the eyes fixed on the distant goal with a do-or-die expression here's molly Lou and little boo sang out another and down came a girl with flying hair carrying a small boy behind her so fat that his short legs stuck out from the sides and his round face looked over her shoulder like a full moon
1: there's gus burton doesn't he go it
0: and such a very long boy whizzed by that it looked almost as if his heels were at the top of the hill when his head was at the bottom hurrah for ed Devlin! and a general shout greeted a sweet-faced lad with a laugh on his lips a fine color on his brown cheek and a gay word for every girl he passed
1: laura and lottie keep to the safe coast into the meadow and molly Lou is the only girl that dares to try this long one to the pond i wouldn't for the world the ice can't be strong yet though it is cold enough to freeze one's nose off
0: said a timid damsel who sat hugging a post and screaming whenever a mischievous lad shook the fence
2: no she isn't here's jack and jill going like fury clear,
1: clear the, the track, track for jolly
0: jack. jack sang the boys who had rhymes and nicknames for nearly every one down came a gay red sled bearing a boy who seemed all smile and sunshine so white were his teeth so golden was his hair so bright and happy his whole air behind him clung a little gypsy of a girl with black eyes and hair cheeks as red as her hood and a face full of fun and sparkle as she waved jack's blue tippet like a banner with one hand and held on with the other jill goes wherever jack does and he lets her he's such a good-natured chap he can't say no to a girl slyly added one of the boys who had wished to borrow the red sled and had been politely refused because jill wanted it he's the nicest boy in the world for he never gets mad said the timid young lady recalling the many times jack had shielded her from the terrors which beset her path to school in the shape of cows dogs and boys who made faces and called her frayed cat he doesn't dare to get mad with jill for she'd take his head off in two minutes if he did growled joe flint still smarting from the rebuke jill had given him for robbing the little ones of their safe coast because he fancied it she wouldn't
1: she's a dear you needn't sniff at her because she is poor she's ever so much brighter than you are
0: or she wouldn't always be at the head of your class old joe cried the girls standing by their friend with a unanimity which proved what a favorite she was joe subsided with as scornful a curl to his nose as its chilly state permitted and mary grant introduced a subject of general interest by asking abruptly who is going to the candy scrape tonight?"
1: all of us frank invited the whole set and we shall have a tip-top time
0: we always do at the minots cried sue the timid trembler
1: jack
2: said there was a barrel of molasses in the house so there would be enough for all to eat and some to carry away They know how to do things handsomely."
0: And the speaker licked his lips, as if already tasting the feast in store for him. "'Mrs. Minot is a mother worth having,' said Molly Lou, coming up with Boo on the sled, and she knew what it was to need a mother, for she had none, and tried to care for the little brother with maternal love and patience. "'She is just as sweet as she can be,' declared Mary enthusiastically especially when she has a candy scrape said joe trying to be amiable lest he should be left out of the party whereat they all laughed and went gaily away for a farewell frolic as the sun was setting and the keen wind nipped fingers and toes as well as noses down they went one after another on the various coasts solemn frank long gus gallant ed fly away molly Lou, pretty laura and lottie grumpy joe sweet-faced mary with sue shrieking wildly behind her gay jack and gypsy jill always together one and all bubbling over with the innocent jollity born of healthful exercise people passing in the road below looked up and smiled involuntarily at the red-cheeked lads and lasses filling the frosty air with peals of laughter and cries of triumph as they flew by in every conceivable attitude for the fun was at its height now and the oldest and gravest observers felt a glow of pleasure as they looked remembering their own young days
1: jack take me down that coast joe said i wouldn't dare to do it so i must
0: commanded jill as they paused for breath after the long trudge up hill jill of course was not her real name but had been given because of her friendship with jack who so admired janey peck's spirit and fun
2: i guess i wouldn't it is very bumpy and ends in a big drift not half so nice as this one hop on and we'll have a good spin across the pond
0: and jack brought thunderbolt round with a skillful swing and an engaging air that would have won obedience from anybody but willful jill
1: it's very nice but i won't be told i don't dare by any boy in the world if you are afraid i'll go alone
0: and before he could speak she had snatched the rope from his hand thrown herself upon the sled and was off helter-skelter down the most dangerous coast on the hillside she did not get far however for starting in a hurry she did not guide her steed with care and the red charger landed her in the snow halfway down where she lay laughing till jack came to pick her up
2: if you will go i'll tell you you don't all right i'm not afraid for I have done it a dozen times with the other fellows, but we gave it up because it is short and bad,
0: he said, still good-natured, though a little hurt at the charge of cowardice. For Jack was as brave as a little lion, and with the best sort of bravery, the courage to do right.
1: So it is, but I must do it a few times, or Joe will plague me and spoil my fun to-night,
0: answered Jill, shaking her skirts and rubbing her blue hands, wet and cold with the snow
2: here put these on i never use them keep them if they fit i only carry them to please the mother
0: and jack pulled out a pair of red mittens with the air of a boy used to giving away
1: they are lovely warm and they do fit must be too small for your paws so i'll make you a new pair for christmas and make you wear them too
0: said jill putting on the mittens with a nod of thanks and ending her speech with a stamp of her rubber boots to enforce her threat jack laughed and up they trudged to the spot whence the three coasts diverged
2: now which will you have
0: he asked with a warning look in the honest blue eyes which often unconsciously controlled naughty jill against her will that one and the red mitten pointed firmly to the perilous path just tried
2: you will do it i will come on then and hold tight
0: jack's smile was gone now and he waited without a word while jill tucked herself up then took his place in front and off they went on the brief breathless trip straight into the drift by the fence below
1: i don't see anything very awful in that come up and have another joe is watching us and i'd like to show him that we aren't afraid of anything
0: said jill with a defiant glance at a distant boy who had paused to watch the descent
2: it is a regular go bang if that is what you like
0: answered jack as they plowed their way up again
1: it is you boys think girls like little mean coasts without any fun or danger in them as if we couldn't be brave and strong as well as you give me three go bangs and then we'll stop my tumble doesn't count so give me two more and then i'll
0: be good jill took her seat as she spoke and looked up with such a rosy pleading face that jack gave in at once and down they went again raising a cloud of glittering snow-dust as they reined up in fine style with their feet on the fence
1: it's just splendid now one more
0: cried jill excited by the cheers of a sleighing party passing below proud of his skill jack marched back resolved to make the third go the crowning achievement of the afternoon while jill pranced after him as lightly as if the big boots were the famous seven-leagued ones and chattering about the candy scrape and whether there would be nuts or not so full were they of this important question that they piled on haphazard and started off still talking so busily that jill forgot to hold tight and jack to steer carefully alas for the candy scrape that was never to be alas for poor thunderbolt blindly setting forth on the last trip he ever made and oh alas for jack and jill who willfully chose the wrong road and ended their fun for the winter no one knew how it happened but instead of landing in the drift or at the fence there was a great crash against the bars a dreadful plunge off the steep bank a sudden scattering of girl boy sled fence earth and snow all about the road two cries and then silence i knew they'd do it and standing on the post where he had perched joe waved his arms and shouted smash up smash up run run like a raven croaking over battlefield when the fight was done down rushed boys and girls ready to laugh or cry as the case might be for accidents will happen on the best regulated coasting grounds they found jack sitting up looking about him with a queer dazed expression while an ugly cut on the forehead was bleeding in a way which sobered the boys and frightened the girls half out of their wits he's killed he's killed wailed sue hiding her face and beginning to cry no
2: i'm not "'It'll be all right when I get my breath. Where's
0: Jill?' asked Jack stoutly, though still too giddy to see straight. The group about him opened, and his comrade in misfortune was discovered lying quietly in the snow with all the pretty colour shocked out of her face by the fall, and winking rapidly, as if half stunned. But no wounds appeared, and when asked if she was dead, she answered in a vague sort of way,
1: "'I guess not. Is Jack hurt?'
0: broken his head croaked joe stepping aside that she might behold the fallen hero vainly trying to look calm and cheerful with red drops running down his cheek and a lump on his forehead jill shut her eyes and waved the girls away saying faintly
1: never mind me go and see to him
0: don't i-i'm all right and jack tried to get up in order to prove that headers off a bank were mere trifles to him but at the first movement of the left leg he uttered a sharp cry of pain and would have fallen if gus had not caught and gently laid him down
2: what is it old chap
0: asked frank kneeling beside him really alarmed now the hurts seeming worse than mere bumps which were common affairs among baseball players and not worth much notice
2: i lit on my head but i guess i've broken my leg don't frighten mother
0: and Jack held fast to Frank's arm as he looked into the anxious face bent over him. For, though the elder tyrannized over the younger, the brothers loved one another dearly.
2: "'Lift his hat, Frank, while I tie my handkerchief round to stop the bleeding,'
0: said a quiet voice as Ed Devlin laid a handful of soft snow on the wound, and Jack's face brightened as he turned to thank the one big boy who never was rough with the small ones.
2: "'Better get him right home,'
0: advised Gus, who stood by looking on with his little sisters laura and lottie clinging to him take jill too for it's my opinion she has broken her back she can't stir one bit announced molly Lou with a droll air of triumph as if rather pleased than otherwise to have her patient hurt the worse for jack's wound was very effective and molly had a taste for the tragic this cheerful statement was greeted with a wail from susan and howls from boo who had earned that name from the ease with which on all occasions he could burst into a dismal roar without shedding a tear and stop as suddenly as he began oh i am so sorry it was my fault i shouldn't have let her do it said jack distressfully
1: it was all my fault i made him If I'd broken every bone I've got, it'd serve me right. Don't help me, anybody. I'm a wicked thing, and I deserve to lie here and freeze and starve and die,
0: cried Jill, piling up punishments in her remorseful anguish of mind and body. But we want to help you, and we can settle about blame by and by, whispered Mary with a kiss, for she adored dashing Jill and never would own that she did wrong
2: here come the wood-sleds just in time i'll cut away and tell one of them to hurry up
0: and freeing himself from his sisters gus went off at a great pace proving that the long legs carried a sensible head as well as a kind heart as the first sled approached an air of relief pervaded the agitated party for it was driven by mr grant a big benevolent-looking farmer who surveyed the scene with the sympathetic interest of a man and a father had a little accident have you well that's a pretty likely place for a spill tried it once myself and broke the bridge of my nose he said tapping that massive feature with a laugh which showed that fifty years of farming had not taken all the boy out of him now then let's see about this little chore and lively too for it's late and these parties ought to be housed he added throwing down his whip pushing back his cap and nodding at the wounded with a reassuring smile
2: jill first please sir
0: said ed the gentle squire of dames spreading his overcoat on the sled as eagerly as ever raleigh laid down his velvet cloak for a queen to walk upon all right just lay easy my dear and i won't hurt you a mite if i can help it careful as mr grant was jill could have screamed with pain as he lifted her but she set her lips and bore it with the courage of a little indian for all the lads were looking on and jill was proud to show that a girl could bear as much as a boy she hid her face in the coat as soon as she was settled to hide the tears that would come and by the time jack was placed beside her she had quite a little cistern of salt water stored up in ed's coat pocket then the mournful procession set forth mr grant driving the oxen the girls clustering about the interesting invalids on the sled while the boys came behind like a guard of honor leaving the hill deserted by all but joe who had returned to hover about the fatal fence and poor thunderbolt split asunder lying on the bank to mark the spot where the great catastrophe occurred End of chapter one